I'm so happy to excite uh, and excited. I can't even talk. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Our <laughs> next guest, he has an amazing, sexy, smooth voice. But ladies, he has four kids. He's amazing, best dad ever. He's a Taekwondo daddy. Okay, he can not only have the kids, but also make your kids into Taekwondo machines. Uh, his podcast is freaking hilarious. It's called Taekwondo Daddy, and you'll learn some really good parenting tips and also learn how to murder people. Um, right? Is that? No, no. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say we're not gonna be murdering people. Um, no, I won't teach that. Yeah, but uh, you know martial arts this morning. But anyway, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, you're Marshall. gonna learn Taekwondo. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna be calling him Daddy at the end of this. Okay. Uh, welcome the very funny Logan Ramirez. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Thank you for asking. I appreciate. It. Not nearly as funny as you. No, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks. Because I think I'm just abrasive, and I'm like a foreigner, so I don't have any social etiquette. Well, so do I you think. find that? Yeah, exactly. Do you think the fact that you're a foreigner lets you get away with that a lot more? Right? Isn't there? A- I don't know because like when I talk, people are like, "Oh, you're from America." I was like. No, uh, I need to learn. I had to learn English like 18 mm. years ago. Uh, so it's a weird thing. But when you see my face, I, oh, she's a foreigner. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let, let's live in. So why is Taekwondo superior to all other forms of self-defense? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to fall in a camp of people who admittedly uh, take their style and say it isn't really the best form i wouldn't say it's the best form of self-defense um if i had if you had like why if there was one reason it is it's because we have really great kicks so taekwondo literally means the way of the the foot and the fist and um and and while we use our hands a little bit we really use our legs and uh and above all kicks there's this one it's just called a sidekick you can google it like really cool powerful sidekicks And uh, that would be a really great self-defense kick. If everybody knew how to throw like a really, really good sidekick, I think you could get out of a lot of self-defense situations. And so other than that one kick, though, there's so many other styles of of martial arts that might be superior for just self-defense. I see. So can one do Taekwondo if one does not have any legs? Uh, you can, yeah, actually, you, you, I've, I've seen videos on Instagram and, uh, of, of exactly that. So, you know, there's really kind of two ways to go with that, about that one would be uh, prosthetics. So if you mean like no legs, but prosthetics versus actually no legs, um, both of those though, yeah, you could totally modify. You obviously can't throw like the sidekick I'm talking about without legs, but you, you know, the, any reasonable human being and instructor would modify things for that person. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of fall in the mindset of people who you put your mind to it, you can do almost anything you want. So, mm. yeah, come on. Do you think if I had like bionicle iron legs put in, my kicks would be more powerful? Like Oscar, yeah. Oscar. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Totally. No doubt. You work, no you doubt. invest in a company that created like Taekwondo fighting robots? I would, I would invest in that. You absolutely. Did. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty, I'm sorry to being done though. The military has to be all over that. Yeah, I think it's already in the works. They they should hire you as a consultant and then I'm in. Uh, put it I'm in. into use. Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, so you have four. You have a lot of kids. Uh, yeah. Is your uh, Latino? Uh, I am. Yeah. Okay. So, do you pit your four children against each other to see who will take over your dojo when you die? I do absolutely. Um, Which you one? Know, do you, uh, I mean, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. Like, what kind of uh, battles do you do you put your children through? 
Well, I'm all about uh, leveling the playing field when it comes to my kids. So I've got a 10-year-old son who can't use his, his arms, legs, or hands. So it's just hip motion. My daughter, um, she can't kick. My, uh, she's nine. They really um, can't? Or you just have high standards and you're just like, oh, she can't kick. Yeah, no, 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 literally. Yeah, no, she can't kick. She's not very good. Um, and then I, I take it away from her as well. I tell her no kicking. Um, and I would, I would tie her legs together if I had to, if she cheated. And then my six year old son, he can do it every once because he's super adorable. And, um, my three year old, same thing, man. Oh, fair game, dude. He's the craziest of all of them. So you think your three year old shows a lot of promise because he's crazy? Cause I, I absolutely, yeah. I think the craziest ones are the going to be the, the most potential. I, I do. I don't. I don't think he'll end up in uh, taekwondo, though. I think he'll end up doing something like parkour, oh, okay. or uh, or crazy rock climbing, like free solo or something. Can you tell us? Because you've done. You told me you, do, you did some other martial arts as well. So, like, what do you feel like are the differences between them and taekwondo? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a. Uh, I would kind of lump mar- martial arts into categories of like weapons. That's its own kind of thing. You know, you're throwing swords, nunchucks, bow staffs, mm-hmm. um, exclusive of, of like shooting those shooting weapons. It wouldn't really call martial arts. Um, and then, and then, uh, and then you've got hands and feet martial arts. So like a Taekwondo or traditional karate, uh, American Tong Sudo. And then you have kind of that, that in between maybe throws it's judo. And then you have really close up, which would be jujitsu or, you know, more commonly Brazilian jujitsu. So really just think about it. Think about it like distance, real far away, a little bit in, all the way in. Okay. I see. So this is petty, but I'm petty person. So, uh, this, uh, one comedian who does jujitsu, I asked him to be on the podcast. He basically mixed up the day. He didn't say sorry. It was like, fuck you. I'm going to find a better person. And, uh. Uh, so why do you think Taekwondo is better than Jiu-Jitsu? And what's the difference oh, between man. Regular yeah, Jiu-Jitsu yeah. and regular Jiu-Jitsu? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So, um, well, they're, they're, uh, I, I, again, I don't mean, I don't think any martial art is superior, except unless you, you frame it around, like, what's it for? Like, if mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm fighting at a distance, like, you know, me and you throw in, imagine like being in a boxing ring. Um, all right. Well then, you know, Taekwondo is superior to Jiu-Jitsu because Jiu-Jitsu in itself is a close-up you know, so on the ground, jujitsu is way superior than taekwondo, and not on the ground, uh, taekwondo would be. Um, you know, I, get, I can't be a surprise that someone would blow you off, like in, in anything, right? In anything, you're going to have those kind of people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he's on my burn Yeah, well, I mean, burn maybe statistically, it happens to you more often than anybody else. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I don't know why. Certainly. I'm such a nice person. I don't understand. But sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't blow you off, so yeah, you're cool. I, cool. I don't. I'm. Appreciate I'm that. nice to really nice people, but if you're an enemy, I will burn your village. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And you can bring a bunch of taekwondo. Tra- Maybe my kids could help you burn yeah, it down. That sounds good. Like fighting machines. I like that. Yeah, we'll bring in the robots, and yeah. you don't have to burn it down. You just you that. sick them. Sick them in, and just program them via drones and stuff. Yeah, burn down village. That. Yeah. That sounds good. I like this. It should be like a, a dial, maybe a dial on the remote. Like, what do you want to do? Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, burn down village. So what do you think would be the most efficient martial arts to like actually burn down a village? Like if Ooh. I have like torches in my hands, like which would be the most effective to burn a village? Man, I think just really it's not, there's not an effective martial art. You really just have to have crazy people. So right. if you have torches, you just need crazy people. Okay. Just uh, clone myself. 
I think that's pretty good. Okay. So that brings me to my next question. How can I kill the maximum amount of people in the least amount of time in Taekwondo? Uh, you know, you're going to be, it's pretty slow going if you're just going to rely on Taekwondo alone. Um, cause you know, it's, the odds of killing someone with a single strike is pretty, pretty minimal. So what is the point of Taekwondo then? Is just to like, it's like a form that you can compete in basically, or is it more? No, well, you got to go back to, I mean, to really answer it, it, it certainly is capable of killing people, but no more or less than any fighting style would be. It's not like there's a, a, a night and day difference. Um, that said, I mean, kicks are, you know, if you're going to hit with something, kicking with your legs is a pretty good one. Chopping with your hand. Uh, so, so, you know, being trained allows you to focus and understand human body and biology a little more. And you can target, say like a fleshy area, like the neck, oh, right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're going to cause maximum damage, choosing to punch someone in like the forehead mm-hmm. wouldn't be maximum damage. Mm-hmm. Um, choosing to punch someone in the rib cage, maybe a little bit, but maybe if you can get that solar plexus, you know, or, or uh, again, the right kind of technique, you can generate more force so so train people can strike harder and and more precisely and with that combination you would effectively increase the likelihood of killing someone okay i like this so uh we know how to fight a man basically so how do you fight a woman same way same way no different take in the yeah, vagina no all right that's yeah that's yeah whatever i mean everybody's whatever. growing and sensitive yeah that's yeah true. okay so should you so do you think if i Okay, to get my future kids to do stuff, do you recommend I beat them or break their neck for discipline? Mm, ma'am, if, if those are the, I, mean, I don't think either of those two options are the, would say I'll, I'll fall on like the best way to get them to do something. But given those two, I would, I would, I would land on on threatening. Um, no, actually, I'd, I'd land on threatening beating. A combination of the two. Oh, okay. Yeah, because threatening like neck injury, uh, it feels like it would be maybe traumatizing. And, uh, and in that, in that regard, it might be the most effective though in only in the short term. Okay. So long term is interesting. Cause like you actually sound like you would be persuasive, like just with your words instead of physical threats. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're probably- I like, I like to reason. I like to reason with so, my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like, how do you reason with them and threaten them without permanently destroying their psyche? Cause okay, here's an example. Yeah. I would go good. talk to comedians. I'd be like, um, I will end your DNA and make sure no woman ever copulates with you. And uh, they didn't come to the roast battle. So, hmm. I don't know. Like, do you think that's just a well, well, it's not, like, you know, persuasion's, I don't, I think persuasion's not a, not a, not a one size fits all kind of a conversation. So, uh, only relying on uh, one form of persuasion might uh, limit your ability to be effective then, maybe. That's true. Do you bribe your kids? Uh, absolutely. With what? Uh, whatever they uh, like. So, um, you know, for my six-year-old, it's really vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, my three-year-old, it's pop ice or like little, little like uh, like freezy pops. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter is much more difficult. She is definitely like a cash kind of incentivized. Give me some money. She yeah, she's she's figured that out quick. Yeah. One of them all. You know, a big part of it, my grandma called her her diamond girl early on. Oh my God, so diamond, like the idea of diamonds was implanted very early in her very childhood. Yeah. She's so going to go places. She's, she's wired to, to gift her. giving. Yeah. yeah. My 10 year old, it's really just a quality time. crazy one. I think the diamond girl is going to. Yeah. Uh, you might be right. 
But it's also why she's not going to run a dojo. There's not a lot of money, and and she's going to go do something else. What do you think she'll do? Um, man, I hope that she, uh, you know, ends up being she's super confrontational, so like a lawyer or somewhere where she's yeah, like yeah. like debating people, and like, yeah, it would be that's the most amount pretty cool. That's the best. That's actually that's a number one money making profession. Like if you look yeah, I could yeah. I could see that. I love that. So, uh, so what led you to martial arts? Um, well, my, my kids actually, we, we put in, my wife and I, we put our, our 10 year old in, uh, martial arts. I'm sorry, now 10. So he was seven at the time, three, three years ago or so. So early seven, just turned seven. It's almost four years ago. And, uh, we put our daughter in at the time too. And I was just at the dojo all the time, taking them to school, taking them to class. And, and, uh, and then I was learning the forms to teach them, you know, at, at the house, make sure they succeed. And one day my wife kind of said, Hey, you know, why don't you just sign up? You're there all the oh, time. Yeah. And, um, I was looking for some physical activity to do. And so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll exercise and hang out with my kids. And, um, and that kind of turned into uh, a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. You're like, cause uh, you're growing with your kids. So I really enjoy that. Uh, yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Big respect Thanks. for like good dads for sure. So, um, do you, can you explain what Taekwondo etiquette is? Yeah, you bet. So, uh, so much of, of, um, all martial arts revolve around honor, respect, like these more tertiary, you know, concepts other than just striking. And, um, so you just imagine like a sample class, you walk in, you bow before you walk in, uh, you'd bow before you get on the mat, you'd bow typically to instructor, you shake hands all the time, mm-hmm. uh, look people in the eye. Yes. Lots of yes, sirs, lots of, uh, key op, lots of yelling <laughs> when you strike, you gotta let out breath. Uh, so etiquette really is just imagine everything, in America that revolves around like, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. And then take that up like seven notches and include bowing. That's really kind of the mm-hmm. nuts and bolts of it. So like, what do you think is a philosophy of like Taekwondo in itself? Like if you had to summarize like the essence of it, what would you say it is? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, you know, I would, I would, my experience really is it's, it's subjective by school right so schools right. sort of oh, have okay. these these, yeah. these these their philosophies around taekwondo um i think if you went back to the original source of of taekwondo maybe the answer would be found there but but you know one one of our organizations the tongsudo karate association that my school is affiliated with um it's confidence discipline and respect right those are like the big three kind of words that govern everything um and so uh, you move into my school the christian taekwondo league and it's faith oh, focus wow. finish right faith focus yeah, finish there's something for every niche that's that's amazing sorry i just had to yeah. interject yeah. yeah so what is a ranking system in taekwondo like what are the colors and what do they mean yeah well it's easier to think about um forget color i mean colors are there people talk about white belt and black belt those are the two big colors then there's all the very grades in between and really the word is uh think about it like student or beginner and then instructor or advanced. There's really two halves of the belt system. So anything that's white belt up to black belt, we would consider a, uh, a student side. And those are usually done with the term GUP, G-U-P. So 10th GUP would be white belt. And then you go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Mm-hmm. And then you switch over to the advanced one, which instead of GUP is DAN, D-A-N. And then you move the other way. So first, second, third, fourth. So you hear these people who are like a thousand degree ninja black belt. They're, um, they've been in it forever. And so it's kind of like 10 to, you know, uh, think about a number line. Mm-hmm. So white belt is like negative 10. And then each belt up, 
you know, whether it's orange, green, yellow, blue, purple, whatever camo, um, whatever the school chooses, but it's a, it's a typically a 10 belt system before you move to black. And then from black, you get degrees. Wow. Thank you for this great explanation. Yeah. So yeah, how can you, I know there's no typical time cause you could be amazing and then just kill it. But like, sure. what is like, uh, a typical amount of time to get through each ranking? Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, months you'd move in between belt colors, uh, and then years you'd move from, from kind of a, the student to the instructor side. So I black belted in about four years. Uh, my son will do it in about six. Um, give you kind of an example. That's pretty good. I mean, it's like a, you know, not like a forever thing, you know, it's like you can see the goal and, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, how many kids have you made cry in the dojo? Um, you know, not, I haven't directly made, like, think about, uh, I've never looked at a child and like yelled at them in a way that they've just begin breaking down and crying, nor have I struck a child so that they cried. However, I have, like, for sure, I have overseen classes where, um, where they have cried for being, maybe, maybe I put them in a situ- a sparring situation with a bigger kid, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, accidents happen. So, um, you know, a handful, three, three, five, something like that. Mm-hmm. It happens. What about parents? Have how many parents have you made cry? Mm, none so far, but that is on my bucket list. Okay. What would you do? Like, just say your kid yeah. sucks, but then they'd be to, to make them cry. No, no, yeah. that wouldn't be it. No. Now, I think uh, you know. I think the reality, and it gets a little serious, but uh, but I think a parent would well, a parent would cry if you attack them personally, maybe for being a bad parent. And, um, those aren't conversations I've had nor care to have, but as you think about the seriousness of anything, right, you begin to get into a, the deeper, the relationship, everybody experiences this in their own life. Um, you know, the deeper the relationship, the more serious the conversations kind of become. And at some point you might realize a kid has some sort of uh, functional behavior that stems from maybe being bad parents and the revelation of that might bring some tears. But outside of that, man, I think they just pack up and go, you know, take their thing and I'm out of here. Interesting. So, okay. So who do you find funny besides yourself and me? (laughs) Yeah. Um, man, I, I, you know, I I grew up listening. Yeah. I mean, I grew up on comedians like Andrew Dice Clay and, and Eddie Murphy. And then, um, but, but I was really drawn toward like cleaner comedians like Sinbad and Louis Anderson. I mean, this is 20, 30 years ago. Um, and then more, more recently, actually went there, I'm in San Antonio and there's a comedy club here, Laugh Out Loud. And I went and saw Chingo, Chingo Bling and, uh, he's, he was hilarious. I just became a big fan of his. And even the guy, one of the guys opened up for him, Javier Luna was, um, was hilarious. In fact, I was listening to one of your podcasts with Ruben Hernandez and he made reference to like bigger comedians who make fun of like their bigness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Javier was one of those guys and did it really well, really classy. It wasn't like just all lowbrow kind of humor. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, my, my wife and I watch random comedians on whatever TV. So, so I don't have any great comedian, comedic heroes, I suppose, but those names come to mind. So what about like martial artists? Do you have a favorite martial artist? Um, you know, I, 
I guess not a not, maybe not one favorite. My favorites would be people that I know. So like you know my my instructor Jose Ramirez is just you know, hold him a super. His instructor, our grandmaster Johnny Thompson, and so you know names you would you probably wouldn't know, but but names in my circle. And then outside of that, more famously, um, if you ever seen Ip Man, but actors like Donnie Yen who are just super fast and talented, clearly have trained their whole life or even more broadly, Jackie Chan, um, Chuck Norris. I grew up on, um, guys like, um, like Chuck and, and, uh, John Clavin and Dam, like these guys ring a bell with me as people I look up to. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, um, what makes a successful child? Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the heart really of all these kind of, of what we're doing when we're training in Taekwondo or any martial art, right? I think the answer, um, well, let me quote some, there's a, it's a post I did in my, my timeline a while back, but there's this book I'm reading called, uh, how children succeed by Paul Tuff. And, and he did all this work to talk to all these people and all these studies, blah, blah, blah. And he came up with words like grit and self-control and social intelligence and optimism, curiosity. Mm-hmm. I think those things, like those are the tangible, like funny words that really matter. Um, but really it comes down to how, how do they get those things? Right. And I think it's mm-hmm. good parenting or good influences, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, do you have any kids? Nope. Thank God. Do you have, do you have any nieces or nephews? Uh, they're very, they're and, like babies and toddlers. Like <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but the influence you have, right. That's if, if the question That's is what makes a successful child, it's yeah, it's influence, positive influence, right? If you get a chance to, to read a book to a three month old that could have a lasting impact on, on, uh, their brain development and ultimately their success. It, I see. That ma- that makes sense. So, what advice do you have for parents? Um, probably the same advice I'd have with martial arts. Man, be patient, stick with it, and uh, and um, learn. Jeez, you know, like realize you're not very good at first, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the acknowledgement of that. Now, now get better. Jeez, read a book. That's true. I love that. Oh, you can read books from martial arts. Interesting. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, what is a typical Taekwondo class like? Um, yeah, you first, you walk in lots of bowing, um, take your shoes off. Um, and then, uh, you'll warm up and then you'll throw down with some exercises and then, and then, you know, the seasonality. So like you may be working on forms this week or kata, and then next week you might be working on striking techniques, hitting a bag, doing some bag work. It might just be a random workout day where you're grinding it out. Um, it might be a sparring, a sparring day or a sparring class where you're actually throwing down and, and hitting people, um, getting kicked. Um, so it varies. It's, I'm not sure there is a, a typical, a typical class, but it's the high level is going to be, uh, stretching, lots of camaraderie, hugging, lots of bowing and lots of sweating. I see. Um, so who should or should not take Taekwondo? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really would, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody that shouldn't take it. If, if you don't have, if you don't think you can come to the table with an ounce of humility, mm-hmm. then you should not take Taekwondo. But the flip side of that is if you need an ounce of humility, you should probably take Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. So, um... So I'm, I, kind of, I kind of fall in the camp of I think everybody should take some form of martial arts just because I think the the culture of it births something a little uh, a little more relevant or important I guess than like just random sports. Um, 
don't know. So I think everybody, but, but there are some people who probably aren't a good fit if they just can't have any humility or respect. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> man, what do I even say? You're so, I don't know. Let me get that deep on like, man. Should I laugh and just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're I mean, hilarious. You, can you tell us about your podcast, Taekwondo Daddy? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. So, um, well, well, the 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 heart of Taekwondo Daddy is about kind of merging something. I care, two things I care about a lot. I care about martial arts, and I care about parenting. And being a good parent, really, a lot of that revolves around being funny and and having really? humor. Like yeah. it's well, uh, yeah. Parents I mean, are. I, I don't know what it is. Like when people become parents, they become more fun. More stressed out, but funny. You think you become uh, less fun, or you think they become less fun or more fun? I think okay. I feel like their sense of humor becomes more crazy and funny, where the responsibilities increase. Does it make any sense? Like one part of no, is more no. serious, but another part is more. I don't know. I feel like no. I, I want you just something there. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Okay, because the responsibility wise, you guys are like no bullshit. Like you gotta do your chores, gotta do this, pay right. stuff. But in terms of like funniness, like because kids are so funny, you can't help but be so funny. Here. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, that's a it's a it's a, that humor. Like what you're doing with comedy is so important to our culture. Right. Because not just because laughing is good and good for the soul, but it, like it diffuses situations. There was this guy I hung out with him. I played college football and like we were getting into a heated conversation. Like we're, you know, we're, we're kind of getting puffy. And he looks at me he's like, dude, I will fight you like out of nowhere. But the way he said it was totally hilarious. Like he was being funny the way he said it. It was like his humor totally diffused the entire situation in the same way. Um, being funny, you know, appropriately funny, uh, can, can, can do so much for kids and parents. And you're right. Kids are funny. And if I can't laugh at my kids when they're funny, then what am I doing? Exactly. What, and what, does, that, what does that teach them? Yeah. Unless they become a freaking comedian, they're just going to, that's the funniest that they're going to get. So <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't know, yeah. you know, but, no, so, but it's so I good. I try yeah. to prevent them from becoming comedians because I'm a terrible uh, person and that's why it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so but that's not going to prevent them from becoming comedians because you're terrible. That's no, true. Uh, yeah, you're. Yeah, I just make sure they don't go hang out with you and hide your after hours. Yeah, that's true. So or during hours. Okay, so how can we stalk you online? How can we uh, check out your podcast, which is way better than mine? Uh, no. He actually has freaking like ten ways to annoy parents and ten ways to like love parents. <laughs> And he's very organized about this. Okay. When I think this is better than mine, I'm serious about it. So can you tell us like, yeah, tell, share with us your URL. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Taekwondo daddy. That's it. T-A-E-K-W-O-N daddy. So on Instagram, Taekwondo daddy, uh, Taekwondo daddy.com. Um, those are really the two main, main avenues. If you get on one of those two places, you'll, you'll figure out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. It's, it's super simple. For real name, my real name, Logan Ramirez. If that helps, you can always Google Logan Ramirez and find the four of us in the world. That's not a common name. Well, I, I guess yeah, no. Well, I, it's a pretty, it's a pretty white name. Yeah, and but a, like a Hispanic last name. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't find that a lot. My my, my parents are funny like that. Speaking of, because I got an older brother named Adam, sisters named Randy and Kyla. Like we were all like, they just were like, hey, we're just gonna give our kids white names. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, um, check out Taekwondo Daddy. 
Um, and thank you so much for this amazing podcast. Uh, I love it. Thanks for your time. I was like, wow, amazed. And thank you for dropping so much knowledge about Taekwondo. It's way better than Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And I hope to have you on future podcasts to come. Uh, thanks, Lee. Thank you. Bye.